You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Adam Honig, and he is the founder and CEO of Spiro Technologies, which is a CRM company focused on breathing new life into sales technology to help salespeople reach new heights. Adam has worked in the tech industry for over 25 years, building companies that deliver enterprise software and solutions, as well as developing award-winning teams across the globe. I could keep going, but I'd prefer to welcome you to the show. Welcome, Adam. Hey, thanks, Dennis. Really excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining me. And today we're going to talk about a really interesting topic, something that I've been reading a lot about, but to be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot about it. So I'm excited to dig in and I'm sure the audience as well. Today we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and as it relates to CRM and selling, but more specifically, we're going to talk about how to optimize your sales process to have more conversations and get more deals with AI. But before we do that, we're going to, I want you to fill in the blanks a little bit. I mean, you got 25 years in technology. What prompted the idea to start a CRM with AI? How did we get here? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting story, Dennis, because it, it, the inspiration for Spiro really came from the movies. And I'll, I'll tell you about that because I'm, I'm a big movie fan. Or do you follow a lot of movies? Is that kind of your thing as well? Absolutely. I love movies. I don't watch much, much whatever you call it, the shows, the, the series, but I love movies. I love I love going to the movies. It's always such a great break mentally. And at any rate, so I, I, my last company, which I, is really important to this story, was one of the largest CRM consulting companies worldwide. And I sold that business in 2012. You know, in over 15 years of building and running that company, we worked with thousands of companies on CRM. And, you know, it was hard because salespeople, well, I mean, let's face it, mostly really hate CRM. And so we, you know, it was, it was always a struggle to get our customers to be using the products that we helped them with and so on. And after I sold my business, I, I went and I saw the movie Her. I, are you familiar with that movie at all, Dennis? I'm not. So basically, Joaquin Phoenix, you know, in the slightly distant future, downloads a new version of an app on his phone, which is played by the voice of Scarlett Johansson. And she, Scarlett does not appear in the movie, just her voice. But her, what she does on his phone is she reads his emails. She watches what he's doing, gives him advice during his day, reminds him to send flowers to his mom on his birthday, all this kind of stuff, and basically helps improve his life. Now, Joaquin Phoenix, of course, falls in love with Scarlett Johansson because, I mean, you know, who wouldn't, whatever. And it gets all weird and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm watching this movie, Dennis, and I'm realizing that, you know, what salespeople need is not CRM. What they really needed was Scarlett Johansson giving them advice all day. And so this was like my inspiration for Spiro. And I I called up Andy, who's my longtime business partner and, and CTO, and I said, Andy, we're going to build Scarlett Johansson for Salesforce. And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But, <laughs> but that was, 
you know, pretty much how we got going. You know, this this concept of, hey, couldn't there be a way to use either Scarlett Johansson or AI to do all the things in the background that that salespeople maybe should be doing with CRM, but you know, a lot of times really don't. And that's that's kind of how we got going. Now, I want to say that Scarlett Johansson was not available when we started Spiro because she she had like a baby or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the story was, but she's not part of Spiro in case people are you know wondering that. <laughs> That's great. I love that. That's a great origin story. Awesome. So uh, when did you start the business? When did you guys launch Spiro? So we, we started the business in uh, late 2014 okay. and we launched our first product a couple of years later. And it was really you know a, a very simple sales assistant that used AI to, the only thing it really did was make recommendations about who you should call and when you should call them based upon the data. Gotcha. Okay. And it's expanded from there into a full-blown CRM. It sure has. It sure has. And, you know, we, one of the great things about Spiro and, you know, great thing about the world today is we had 15,000 salespeople use the platform for free for two years while we trained the AI. We're not going to get into a lot of technical things about AI today, but one of the things that you need to do when you have AI is you need to teach it, right? Just like you would a puppy or a, a newborn or anything like that. And so we trained Spiro with 15,000 salespeople watching when they made calls, what the results were, which deals were moving forward, which deals weren't moving forward. And, and that enabled us to have our own Scarlett Johansson here at Spiro. Oh, I love it. Not that, good voice. So. I mean, you're talking about probably millions of hours of conversations and emails and, and just oodles of data that you could leverage to try to figure out how to make a salesperson's life easier. Exactly, exactly. And the beauty of AI is that, you know, you you don't manually look at all that data and try to draw conclusions from it. The conclusions and the results are emergent, as they say, from the data. And so, you know, that that really enabled us to get to a point where we could build a full CRM platform based upon the insights that we learned to really help make, you know, sales teams more productive. And that that's really what we wanted to do is basically have a CRM that basically salespeople didn't need to use because it just knew enough to do all those things in the background. What I love about that approach is rather than you going out and thinking you knew what salespeople really wanted, even though you had all these years of CRM consulting in your back pocket, you went out and created a very light version of something that was useful. And then you gathered all the data, and then you created the technology. I find so many people in business, you know, they fall in love with this whole idea. They go spend two years creating it, and then they launch it to the market and they hear crickets. Right, right. right? Well, you know, I had sort of a formative experience. My last company worked with a very large company, and they spent millions and millions of dollars trying to, you know, make CRM really perfect for themselves. And the result was it was so perfect, nobody used it. You know, the lesson for me from that is that, you know, you need to have something that's so simple and starts to capture data by itself so that, you know, you don't find yourself in that kind of situation. That's, that was sort of another big epiphany for me. Not as much fun as going to the movies, but you know. Perfect. All right. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the business. Have you raised any capital today? Yeah, we've raised about $5.5 million to fund the business. Uh, we spent the vast majority of it actually building the product. As you might be aware, a CRM is a, a product that needs to do a lot of different things to help the sales team, to help sales leaders, to help 
company get a complete view of what's going on with their customers? And then, of course, the AI component is a whole other element on top of that. So, yeah, so we've uh, we've raised a little bit of money, probably going to raise some more money as we continue to build the business. So, yeah, it's been a good journey. Perfect. All right. So how big is the company? Can you share whether it be employees or revenue or percentage growth? I mean, I know you just launched the product in 2016, so you're really just starting to ramp up. But where are we today? We are. So we're we're 20 people here in Boston, Massachusetts, where we're headquartered. Uh, we're going to be 21 on Friday. We have, a, in addition to the team here in Boston, we also have an engineering team in Eastern Europe, and we've got another 10 team members over there. So about 30 people overall. And we're at that stage in the company's growth where we're tripling. So we tripled sales from last year to this year. We're on track to triple again this year. We'll see if we can keep tripling for a while. That's really what we want to be doing. And and the great thing about Spiro is as a, a SaaS business, one of the things that we've seen is our customers keep adding more and more people to our platform. So, you know, every year we do sell more customers, but the customers generate, you know, more business for us every year as well. You know, and that works in the SaaS business if you're doing a good job predominantly. Oh yeah, for sure. Obviously. So they're going to, you're going to have net revenue gain, even though you're going to have some churn because some customers are going to add more seats, add more users. Right, exactly. So one, our largest customer today is uh, Singapore Telecom. And, you know, we're working to, you know, triple the number of licenses that they have. And so it's, you know, basically the, the success of the platform, you know, proves itself out and that just gets more people, you know, coming onto it. And and then, you know, of course, the beauty of Spiro is the more people we have on the platform, the better and better the understanding that we get about sales, because we just have that much more data to keep working with. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Perfect. All right. So are you at this point, I mean, I don't know if you can share this or not. Have you guys broken seven figures? Are you approaching eight figures? Where are you guys at in that, in that trajectory? If you don't mind, even if, even if you want to frame it in some sort of a, a range. Sure. When you start saying seven, eight figures, I got to like write it down. You know, I'm, I'm a sales guy. I'm not a math <laughs> guy. You know, I only, I've got a partner who does all the complicated AI stuff, but you know, so I'd say, you know, mid seven figures is probably the best way to describe it. Perfect. Awesome. So in the first couple of years, you've ramped it up to seven figures and, you know, with, with not a lot of capital, 5.5 million isn't a lot of capital to start a business like this with. I mean, it's not unusual for companies like this to raise 20, 30, 40, $50 million, is it? No, no, it's really not. And, you know, I, I expect that we'll wound up, you know, raising that amount of money by the time we're done with that. You know, this is my third business. You know, my first business, we took public and did pretty well with that. Second business, you know, was a very large consultancy before I sold it. So I think when you go through that experience, it also teaches you where to really focus the spending on. And for us, it was really about, hey, we need this product just to work, you know, because we know that once we get it working, that people are definitely going to want to buy it. So that's just how we focused our time. Perfect. All right. Well, awesome. Well, listen, today the audience is here. And they've got a unique opportunity to learn how to optimize their sales process with AI. So you're going to help us unpack that a little bit. And so I'm going to turn it over to you to kind of take it away. I know there's a few key components to this that we talked about before we hit record. So take it over. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, when we, you know, when we started to look at the results of the AI in the sales process, there were a few things that really jumped out at us. One was idea that your listeners are probably really aware of Dennis, which is that salespeople get very emotionally attached to certain deals and they, they don't get attached to other ones. And that there's a lot of factors in that. But as people, you know, of course, we start to form opinions and judgments about 
you know, the, the prospects and so on. And sometimes that can cloud our mind as to which deals we should be working on. And one of the things that, that's great about Spiro, and, and by the way, uh, Spiro is S-P-I-R-O, because I know there's some other products that spell it, you know, differently that have nothing to do with CRM. But, you know, one of the things that Spiro does is it, it does sort of a, a analysis of all of the deals in your pipeline. And it, it does that analysis based upon the strength of the conversations that you're having with people because it's reading your emails, the types of phone calls that you're having with them, whether they're turning out to be successful or not, based upon understanding, listening to the phone calls and what's going on. And then it, it ranks all of your opportunities in an order that it, it suggests are the most likely to happen. And that way, the sales teams can really focus not on their own gut opinion or the, the deals that they like or something like that, but the ones that are most likely to close and, and move the business forward. So that, you know, this sort of idea of having a, a third party analysis always going on in the background of your sales pipeline has turned out to be very powerful for our customers. I love that. The, the other, I really love I, that. I mean, Let, it, let's just take one second and, and yeah, unpack sure, sure. that because, you know, when you're, I had a, a logistics company and one of my last businesses that I grew and then later sold was a logistics company. So predominantly we did inside sales. And so they were making a, doing a, having a lot of contacts via email, via phone. And, you know, when the sales manager would, would kind of review their opportunities and pipeline on a pretty regular basis, you know, the conversations I would have with him after looking at what they were projecting versus what the results were, is it almost seemed like it was very subjective, right? That, and that emotion really played a big role. These are the deals they really wanted to close, but they really weren't the deals that were probably the most likely to close. And they were spending too much time talking to all the wrong people. Yep. Yep. And this, it's a classic problem. And, and I'll tell you, I think it's in my background in sales and, you know, salespeople can be very emotional. And I think that's very appropriate because we want to form that connection. You know, we want to be emotive, right? But, but when it comes to the pipeline, we have to be a little bit, have the ability to step back. And so one of my clients at my last company was Abbott Labs, the big, you know, medical equipment manufacturer. And we did a study for them and it turned out that, you know, their sales reps, you know, were always traveling to the hospitals that they liked the people there, not that had the best opportunities. Even though they knew the dollar amount was less, they still went to the hospitals where they liked the people more. And so that was part of the inspiration for saying, hey, maybe the AI can do its own analysis and, you know, help everybody figure out where they should be spending their time. Love it because you only have a finite amount of time. And obviously we've got to spend our time with the with the opportunities that have the most likelihood of closing and the highest value, a combination of those two. So perfect. So I love that. So it helps remove the emotion from your process and from your pipeline. What's number two? So I'd say it really, you know, the AI is optimized in Spiro to help make salespeople more productive. And it does this in a bunch of different ways. You know, one of the things that it does is automate data entry. And if you've ever used a CRM, and I'm sure a lot of people on the podcast have, you know, you know that you have to type in a contact name, you have to add an opportunity amount, you have to do all these different things that take time and effort. And while each one is kind of small by itself, you know, if you're working a, a decent sized pipeline, it could take, you know, 20, 30% of your day just to manage that data that you're responsible for. So one of the things that Spiro does is it, it does all of that for you. It looks in an email. Let's say I send you an email, Dennis, and I say, hey, I really like to follow up with you about our conversation or whatever. Spiro's like, ah, great. He just emailed Dennis. Is Dennis in Spiro? No. Should I create it? Hmm. Looks like a sales email. Good. I'll put it in Spiro. I'll create a 
a record for Dennis and I'll remind him later to follow up if he hasn't heard a, an, an email back and stuff like that. So, so we're using all of the, the data that's going on in real sales life to just automatically create stuff in Spiro. So the amount of data entry is, is dramatically reduced. And then because we've captured that data, Spiro then understands what the follow-up cadence should be for prospects. And it literally reminds you, it says, hey, I see you haven't spoken to Dennis in a while. We've got this opportunity. Please, let's uh, go ahead and, and follow up with them. It says it much better than I do, by the way. And it, you know, I wish that we had Scarlett Johansson's voice in it, Dennis. But we're still working on that part of it. But it, it makes salespeople more productive by reducing data entry and then pushing stuff at them that maybe has slipped their mind. Listen, if it didn't do anything else but that, it's worth its weight in gold. And here's why. In my personal experience, obviously having a CRM when you have a sales organization is important. The hardest part about leveraging a CRM properly and getting accurate data and information for projections and and just the whole process is getting salespeople to actually use it, getting them to actually do the data. They have the conversations, they do the emails, they do the work, but then entering it into the system and logging it and having it accurate is one of the biggest struggles I've had. Salespeople would tell me time and time and time again, I don't have time. I don't have time to do all this administrative. You know, my best time is spent talking to my prospects. And I agree. And so now that's no longer an excuse. Right. And the beauty is that they don't even, you know, it's in the past, the question has been, how do I get the sales team to use the CRM? And that's just not even a question anymore. You know, that they, if they did nothing in the CRM, it would still help, you know, everybody understand what's going on in the sales process. Perfect. So the second one is it helps, helps the salespeople be more productive by cutting down on data entry and a whole variety of other things that uh, reminders and a whole bunch of other things that help you to make sure you're you're on top of your your pipeline. Perfect. All right, what's right, next? Right. And then the third one, you know, and and this is a little bit more of a, a subtle one, but I I feel like it's really important and perhaps doesn't get talked about enough that you know, in in the world, in everybody's life, especially for salespeople, we have so many things going on that it sometimes can be hard to just really be in the moment and focus on the needs of the prospect or the customer and really listen deeply. And I know, you know, we wrote a a blog post about, you know, the probably the 10 things that salespeople really should stop doing. And multitasking is definitely one of them, you know. And so one of the things that Spiro does is by automatically, you know, listening to the conversations that you're having, taking notes for you, you know, knowing what you should be doing next. You, You don't have to worry about all of that background thinking that often goes on when we're in the middle of a sales call. You can really just focus on the person that you're talking to, relating to them as a person, trying to understand their needs or their pain to help solve a problem. And I think that's, you know, just as valuable as, you know, avoiding data entry, which of course everybody hates, but, you know, it's, at any rate, it's, uh, it's just as powerful a concept, I believe. So in the conversation before we hit record, you explained to me how that worked. And the process is Spiro's listening to those conversations and actually taking notes for you. So rather than you having to sit there and consciously think about jotting down notes about what the conver- what's going on in the conversation or what you're going to say next or where this is going to go or how to overcome you know some hurdle, Spiro's actually taking a lot of that information down for you that you can then go back after the call, search through, look at, read, review, and it does all that real time. That's right. No, that, that's a really great way of putting it. So you can really be focused on listening and responding and not on taking notes which, you know, frankly, you know, we don't like anyway. 
So, and then, you know, one of the great things about having all of that data in Spiro about the conversation, all the words that you're using, then we can apply the same AI techniques that we do to email and apply it to, you know, the transcription of the conversation to be starting taking intents out of it. Like, did your prospect say something that you need to follow up on? Did they mention another person that you need to loop into the conversation? And so not just like general notes, but specific notes about things that you need to do. No, I love that. That's perfect. That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to add about, you know, how to, um, you know, how to optimize that sales process with AI before we move to the next question? Yeah. So one of the things that we learned, which is also pretty cool uh, and, and unexpected, I really wasn't expecting this. Maybe, maybe I should have been better at thinking ahead, but now that we've had hundreds of customers using Spiro for a couple of years, one of the things that we've learned is that Spiro winds up collecting like nine times more data than a typical CRM. And the reason why that's so important is because sales leaders, you know, the one of the things that they should be using CRM to do is to help coach and guide their sales teams, right? Give them advice on deals, make sure they're focused on the right things, as well as forecasting the business. And because we've collected so much more data and, and doing that data collection without, you know, needing anybody to do the work to do it, A, it tends to be a lot more accurate. And then just having that amount of data gives everybody a better a better vision into what's going on with their sales process. And so they can really help improve it more effectively. No, I love that because obviously coaching and training is is a huge part of any successful sales organization. Absolutely. And I, and, yeah. And, and the amount of data that you're capturing is huge. I mean, I know there's tools out there that allow people to record calls and listen to calls and things of that nature, but it's always kind of a third party add-on or attachment or but you've got it integrated right into the CRM itself. So it's it's really, really connected. And I'm sure that it's it just makes it a lot easier for for sales managers and leaders to to leverage that data. So perfect. All right. Well, listen, we're going to ask a couple questions rapid fire, and then we're going to wrap it up for today. You as a business owner, as a CEO, as a sales guy, what's your favorite growth tool or software besides Spiro? Wow. Okay. Well, you know, obviously Spiro is great for us, but we love Chimp, I have to say. So we have, uh, we publish two or three blogs a week about sales content. And this is all, you know, we have, that we're happy to share with the community, you know, and we, we're pushing out, you know, a lot of really interesting ideas and stuff like that. And we've built a big mailing list with MailChimp to do that. So we have 50,000 salespeople who get our stuff. And the reason why I like MailChimp so much is it allows us to do really detailed segmentation. And so when, when you sign up for our blog, Dennis, we, the, you get an email from me that says, hey, are you a sales leader? Are you a sales rep? Are you in marketing? What kind of information do you want to get from Spiro by signing up? And we can personalize all of the things that we're publishing and send just to the right people, just exactly what they want to have. And I, I just really like that feature in it a lot. Love it. Perfect. And what would be one book that you would recommend to the audience? So I just finished the uh, book about bullet journaling. I think it's called the bullet journaling manifesto or guide or something like that. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I'm always looking for ways to like keep notes and stay organized. I mean, obviously I'd, I'd love to have Spiro just listen to everything and do it for me, but it, you know, it, it works well in the sales context, but in other contexts, not as well. And I just, I just read this book about how to keep a journal and how to really use it to be mindful. And I, I just thought it was great. So it's the bullet journal method. Love it. That's what it's called. Perfect. Well, listen, before we wrap up, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about Spiro, and then we'll close it out for today. Yeah, sure. Well, Dennis, thanks again for having me on. And I'd really be excited to connect with people. You can find me 
on Twitter. And my Twitter handle is Adam Honig. That's A-D-A-M-H-O-N-I-G. You can email me at adam at spiro.ai. We've set up a page on the Spiro website, which is spiro.ai, for listeners of your podcast, Dennis. So that's spiro.ai slash growth experts. And so you can find a couple of things that we put up there. We put up a, um, you know, an ebook that's very popular that what we call the 44 best sales tips, which is sort of a, the best of our blog that we've been publishing. And, you know, other things like, you know, you know, signing up for a demo to actually see Spiro in action, if this was of interest to you. I mean, other great content. Awesome. I love it. Well, we'll make sure that all those links are in the show notes. I really appreciate you being here today and sharing with us everything that AI has to offer for salespeople. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. All right. Excellent. Thanks again, Dennis. Thanks, Adam. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.